you are what makes your life. And if you make your life hell or you make it worthwhile and wonderful, either way, you're there. This podcast is dedicated to overachievers, procrastinators, self-saboteurs, and free spirits who don't want a boring average life. You want to do things your own way, but keep getting in your own way with endless distractions. The result? You set goals, but never see them through. You're not alone. Today, your executive and team performance coaches, Michael and me, Danielle, will be addressing a question submitted by one of our listeners and providing tips and techniques that you can use to slay distractions and gain unstoppable momentum so you can turn your dream life into real life. So here we go. Good morning, Michael. Ah, Daniel, good morning. So the question of the day today is how do I create life balance without being hard on myself? Yes, it's a great question, isn't it? <laughs> oh my gosh, is it ever? You know, the first thing that came to my mind is, one, what does life balance look like? Like, how do you define that? Um, and, and B, is it a pipe dream? Is it possible to achieve balance or do we have to just pursue it all the time on a regular basis? Yeah, that's a tough one because lots of times when we are working for ourselves, uh, especially entrepreneurs, uh, we're, we're kind of the one who's setting up the rules, setting up the guide rails. We're the ones who's in charge of it all. And so we can easily get lost in the mix. You lose our objectivity, right? Yes. And so this idea, this idea of I want to live a balanced life and then I go and beat myself up or I'm hard on myself is a contradiction. And we don't always see that. Somehow we think if we make ourselves feel bad, we'll be more motivated. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And that's really pretty crazy. I mean, it, 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 the fact of the matter is, yeah, if you want to teach a kid, don't touch the hot stove or stop pulling on the cat's tail. OK, maybe, you know something there to because otherwise you are going to burn yourself or that cat's going to bite you or scratch you you're going to be hurt so i'm going to make a little impression here to help you out help you figure this out but beyond that kind of stuff that kind of little bit of punitive stuff to stop doing something beyond that it doesn't really work because long term people are not motivated you know by making you feel by making themselves feel bad you make yourself feel bad it's a short-term thing not a long-term thing that long-term thing so here's what we want to start looking at how are we using our power, right? How are we using our power? We have good intentions and then there's reality, right? There's that's what's going on. So you obviously need to take care of yourself. You need sleep, you need physical exercise and intellectual stimulation and, and emotional connections and spiritual stuff, all the stuff, we all need that kind of stuff. But sometimes we can start cramming it in and we become, as you're saying, it becomes a pipe dream. So there's a difference between really showing up in life and rushing it. There's a real difference between quality time and quashing time. Again, fitting it all in there. And then there's really a difference. And sometimes we get confused on this is one I think a lot of people do get confused on is that there are, there are things in our lives that really delight our soul. And there are other things that just drain our souls. So we need to start making it a real awareness like making distinctions about how am I using my power? Is my power bringing me what I want? 
bring me what I want, or is it pushing it away? I that's very powerful stuff. No pun intended there. <laughs> um, you know, I'd like to put a couple of examples to to what you just said because I think a lot of us can relate to some stories that you know that that I, I help some customers through. So, um, you know, taking weeks, sometimes months or a whole year planning a romantic getaway with our husband and making all the plans. So everything is planned out perfectly. We've taken the time off from work. We've got a babysitter for the kids. We have the perfect getaway place. We've saved all our money and off we go to, to the vacation and we're not 30 seconds into the plane. I wonder if the kids are okay. I wonder if my mom's going to feed them right. And we land and we get to our romantic getaway and we both are on our phones and we're checking, you know, cell phone, we're checking messages, we're worrying about what's happening. And when we start to feel guilty and we, we feel that, that crush, you know, onto us and we're not taking the time. And, and this is where I believe the power is the, the self power comes in, right? Instead of enjoying that moment and realizing that if we delight our souls while we're on our vacation, taking the time to recharge our batteries, to get going, that we'll be such, so much better employees, bosses, or parents when we get back, um, instead of letting the things that we left behind drain us. And so, you know, taking that, taking responsibility for your actions and your thoughts is not easy, but it is so critical if you do want to create balance and not feel guilty and not beat yourself up, it's for me, it's taking 100% responsibility for your thoughts and your actions and your self-talk. Yeah, absolutely. It goes back to the last podcast we did where we talked about this continuum of, of anxiety and calmness and uh, selecting our thoughts is, is a big part of that. How do we assess what's going on? Am I going to say, this is a great thing or this is a terrible thing? I'm here in the plane. This is a great thing, but it's a terrible thing because now it's, I'm not uh, attending to all these responsibilities that I should be doing, right? So yeah. we're in this battle right there from the beginning. So we have this intention that we want to be optimistic. We want to be an optimist. We want to be focused on the things that are really uh, going to bring us the best best results, best relationships, best feelings about ourselves, about what we do. We And yet what we notice is that as we fail, as things are falling apart, as things are not going the way we want, it kind of starts beating us down. So we, we intend to be an optimist, but suddenly we find ourselves being more and more negative in our thinking. And we don't notice that because we're going, I mean to be an optimist, but here it is. I'm thinking all these negative things. I'm really actually being and practicing, get that, I'm practicing being a pessimist, yeah. but I meant to be an optimist. So I, I really mean to be an optimist, but somehow I'm practicing pessimism. I don't know how <laughs> that's kind of crazy, you know? So oh, and once we get into that cycle, it just it's a downward cycle of doubt and despair and fear and all this stuff starts coming in. And so we, it's really easy to go back to that place of just anxiety. And so one of the things we want to start being aware of is what am I doing in terms of using my power to get myself all jacked up emotionally versus what am I doing to use my power to calm myself down, 
to get more objective, to get back to reality, not just good intentions, but reality of taking care of me. I think in that there's a little bit of um, the devil on one shoulder and the little the angel on the other shoulder. And I think sometimes that that pessimistic sort of beat down that we do on ourselves, we don't, maybe we don't see it that way. I think it disguises itself in busy work and busyness and the false impression of all the things that we have to do. I have to answer, you know, every single email, even after hours within a few seconds, I have to, I have to check what's happening on social media immediately. So I don't miss out. And we've created this I think it just this what's happening is we 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 want this balance, but yet there's this devil <laughs> that's disguised in in tasks that are probably not necessary, um, that we have to quash to to quash down, right? We have to quiet that devil a little bit, um, and that's not always easy to do. One of the things that helps some of my clients over the years is to simplify what you have to do. You know, we talked about it again in the last podcast. What are mine to do? What do I have to do that are mine and, and controlling your schedule and controlling your time? We all just have 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Everybody on the planet has the same amount of time. And so we have to control that time. And we do that by taking power and taking control over what we do and making those hard decisions sometimes. Um, I love your, this one quote, I'm going to steal it from you, Michael. It's, you know, adulting is hard. It, it's really hard. Adulting is hard when, I'm going to, be, I'm going to put a, a frame on this. Adulting is hard when you still want to be a kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and who doesn't want to be in Disneyland right now? Yeah. See, once you make the, the decision to be an adult and you actually get, get, really get the benefits of being an adult, you never want to go back to be a kid, really and truly. You can still be playful. You can still be fun. You can still be spontaneous. You can still have those kid qualities. But the problem with the with adulting is hard is I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it, but I don't want to have to own the consequences. When you really get down to it, that's what it really is. And so we again, we get ourselves in these funny little strange places where we're expecting ourselves to be adults, but in, inside we're still kind of wanting to be like a kid. So we somewhere inside of that, we recognize the disconnect. We recognize that there's a contradiction there. And so we start doing things to ourselves. One of the things that we got to start doing, and if we really want to be good to ourselves and not be hard on ourselves, I'm going to use a term here. Some people may find it offensive. I don't mean it to be offensive, but you have to stop treating yourself like the hired help. I, you know what? I think, yeah, some people might find that offensive. Another way to look at that is if you're owning a business, for example, um, do you really need to be sweeping the floor right now? What's your priority right now? You could sweep the floor, which would give you a sense of, okay, I swept the floor, the floor looks awesome, but you should have been buying that plane ticket to go on a, your wife and yourself's 50th wedding anniversary, or you should have been picking up the phone to call an important customer that you've just been procrastinating on doing, 
right? So are you, are you, like I always say, you know, are you sweeping the floor instead of doing what you should be doing? Yeah, there, there, there's some funny things that we get self sucked up into. So sometimes you go to the comfortable things rather than the necessary things, right? That's what we're doing here. And so what we're looking at here in terms of is this, when we're not on target with what it is that really brings us joy and the results that we really want in a way that is, in, you know, that is encouraging, not discouraging, encouraging, we want to start noticing, well, what exactly are my rules for beating myself up? Now, that's a real interesting kind of a thing, isn't it? Yeah. I have rules that when I break the rules, I get to beat myself up. I'll guarantee you the answer is yes, a resounding yes. When you do certain things, you feel justified in beating yourself up. Well, I did this and I didn't do this right and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And so, yeah, of course, I, of course I would beat myself up. Of course, I'd rip myself apart. Of course, I would scold myself. Of course, I would shame myself. So one of the things you might want to start taking a look at, and this is a pretty high level of personal development. If you really want to know the truth, it just seems like, well, why don't you actually sit down? And this is an amazing experience. I promise you, if you will do this, it will change absolutely change your life. Sit down and really, what are my rules? When is it okay for me to rip myself apart? When is it okay for me to tear myself down? When is it okay for me to really beat myself up and be hard on myself? When is it? And write it down. And if you make a list about that stuff, and every time you start noticing, you put a little check by it. Yep, here it is. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. I promise you, if you will do that faithfully, within 30 days, you will change your life. You will stop it. It's an amazing thing. And that's something that you call being an adult. An adult takes the time. Of course, you say, well, I don't have the time to do it. Well, <laughs> if, if, if the punishment is better, it's a better reward for you than figuring this out and stopping it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And doing, you know, I... I do believe that's an extremely powerful exercise. It has to be done in writing. Write it down. If you just think about it, you know, that expression, spoken words fly away, written words are here to stay. Write it down because you can refer to it. You can, you can stop yourself when you're in that midst of that, that feeling guilty, that blaming yourself, that, you know, pushing you're putting yourself down um and being able to say okay I'm, I'm i'm doing this again so i'm just gonna take a breath and we just stop take responsibility like an adult and and move forward right so i absolutely you know i think that's a, a very powerful thing and hopefully you know hopefully you guys try that try that out this week so there's one other, there's one other thing there's one other thing here too, and that is this. We're becoming more and more acutely aware of culture in our society. And we're becoming more and more aware of that, how important it is to treat other people. We're becoming more and more aware that, it, that when we become, it's all about me, kind of narcissistic, then we have a tendency to treat other people poorly. I'm going to tell you this. Narcissists, while it doesn't look like it, treat themselves in horrible ways, but they never let you know. So the result of that is they treat other people in horrible ways. That's a fact. Yeah. And so what you want to start noticing here is this, the better I treat myself honestly, authentically, kindly, gently, you know, 
giving, cutting myself slack, being understanding. I'm telling you, you will fill that cup of understanding and kindness and you will have an abundance to give to others. That is, um, you know, very, um, very inspiring, Michael, because I, I do believe that we, we oftentimes look at the, the front yard and the beautiful front door and the facade of people's lives, but it, and, and think, oh my God, their life is perfect. I want to be like that person. They have it all put together. It looks so wonderful over there. Um, and some people might look at, at you the same way and think that, you know, that, that you have it all put together and it's all beautiful. But then when you open the door, it's a complete mess and shambles. And, and every single one of us, you, me, every single person I've ever coached and worked with, um, sometimes the inside of the house is quite neat and tidy and sometimes it's quite messy and ugly right but you can get it back to being neat and tidy and that but that requires the you know that requires growing up and just saying okay i screwed up but i can fix it it's okay like let's move forward without going down the death spiral of hell of, of shame and guilt and, <laughs> and in that dark hole that's sometimes a little bit difficult to to get out of um so if we you know one thing that is critically important that i have to have an accountability coach which is which is ben my husband to really make me not work i could work 15 16 hours a day because i enjoy it but when I do do that, I get exhausted. I don't think clearly. I'm not taking care of myself. I don't take the time to walk or to meditate. Um, I don't take the time to read and learn something new. Um, and he, you know, he'll make me. He'll just come in and just say, okay, that's it. Turn it off. We're going outside, sitting on the porch, having a glass of wine, and we're just going to listen to music and relax. Um, and that, that self-care, that self-care in our trying to find balance is is absolutely not just important but it's necessary <laughs> it really is i mean it, you think about it you know ben is such a good fellow so kind and so thoughtful and so loving towards you i, I can just see you you know doing all you can to hang on to your desk and your chair and say you know i've got all this stuff to do it's really important ben stop it i don't want to be happy i want to do the work <laughs> I don't want that glass of wine and the romantic music on the back porch. <laughs> that's exactly, and that's the way we all get. Like, yeah, I am in, I am in the hole. I am deep in the hole. And it's awful and it's terrible, and yet somehow, I feel comfortable. <laughs> it's so funny that you use that word because I refer to my office as the hole. I say all the time, okay, I'm going to the hole now. I'll be out in a couple of hours. <laughs> and so, but, you know, God bless him because he really has taught me and continues to help me find that balance and enjoy the moment you know in the beginning you mentioned you know finding what what lights up your soul and gives you joy um but you have to breathe long enough to find that moment it's it's so easy to just rush 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 keep going keep going keep going 
and not taking the moment to, you know, to stop. I mean, if you're on a road trip and you see a beautiful field of wildflowers, if you just took a moment to stop and pull over and just breathe it in, that it might just take one, two or three minutes, but it will change that road trip into an incredible experience because you took time and a breath to enjoy that moment and let it fill your soul with joy and, and fun and beauty. Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap this up here, let's take a look at this, this interesting notion. You know, why are you in business for yourself or why are you, you know, climbing the corporate ladder? Well, there's a sense of it. I like to have I like to be in charge. I want to use my power you know, my ability to think and determine and act my, to fulfill my direction, I want to use that power to get that stuff. Well, then, okay, great. Let's use the power wisely. Not Let's not use it against ourselves. Let's use our power so that it does bring us more joy in what we're doing throughout the day. There are, there, yeah, there are times it's tough, it's hard, it's challenging, but can I find the joy in the work? And somebody, I can't. Well, maybe you're not there yet. You're not seeing it yet, what it is. And then the other part of it is, you know, because when we use our power to do the things that mean the most and bring us joy, what we find the real outcome is we love. That's the outcome. We yeah. love. We we love what we do. We love the people we work with. We love our lives. We really take care of ourselves. There's a sense of, and, and love is not necessarily self-indulgence. Let's be clear about that. Love is not impulsivity necessarily. Love is, is that when you know the right thing to do and you do the right thing because you're that person. That's what, I mean, parents, when, when you think about it, that's what parents, I want you to be a person who's responsible. I want you to do right things. Yeah. You know, I want you to cheer and all that kind of stuff. So let's get down to the three things here that we talked about. Let's get, this summarizes for these good folks that are watching and listening. Okay, so um, we're going to give you, you know, just what are three things that you can do today and, and it's gonna be three things about three things. How's that? So how do you find life balance and not feel guilty? Well, the first step is to clarify just three things today that you really want that will bring you joy, that will give you satisfaction and where you will feel balanced and write them down and share them with a friend. So just pick three things, write them down and share those with a friend. So let me ask you a question. Do I really have to write it down? Yes. Can I just go to my head? Do I really have to tell a friend? Can I just kind of halfway do it? What if I just halfway do it, Danielle? If you halfway do it, you will get zero results. You will go down the spiral death of guilt instead of feeling joy and taking control and taking responsibility for what you really want and what will bring you the greatest joy. So if you don't write it down, you don't tell a friend, you're gonna go back to asking us the same questions next week. So try it. The second one is schedule those three things. And when I mean schedule, I mean schedule. Put it in your, your calendar as a reminder on your phone, whatever it's going to take, that from this time to that time, you are going to do thing number one, thing number two, thing number three, and stick to it as if it was as important as an appointment with the president. Do not allow anything to get in your way from accomplishing those three things today, not tomorrow, today. 
Well, Danielle, that sounds really nice for you because you've got your life together. You understand all this stuff. But me, I mean, it's really hard. I've got a lot more things to do than just three things. What do you say to that? I've got 20 things to do, not just three. Oh, of course we do. I have tons of things to do as well. But what we're talking about here is finding life balance. That was the question today. Finding life balance and not feeling guilty. So of course we all have responsibilities. We have jobs, we have children, we have things that we must do. But you know, what we're asking you to do is identify three little things. And maybe they just, maybe they're just 15 minutes. Maybe it's an hour long. Maybe it's, maybe it's five minutes, three things that will help you create balance. So an example of that might be five minutes of meditation or listening to your favorite song three times in a row and dancing it off so that you have that burst of joy in your life. It'll, it'll take less than 10 minutes, even if it's a long song, but you'll have fun with it. Maybe the second one is taking a hot bath with a nice cup of cocoa, whatever, just three little things that will slow your roll, be something that's for you, that brings you tremendous amount of joy and satisfaction. So they don't have to be epic life big things. And, and I think that's where, Michael, we, we get sidetracked a lot sometimes is what finding life balance is sometimes not this big, giant, life-changing, life-altering, you know, course or, or <laughs> investment or whatever. It's not. Finding life balance is finding those small moments that that light up your soul that give you just that that makes this day a perfect day even if the rest of the 23 hours sucked but for this this one moment for this one moment it was perfect and, but you have to be able to open your heart to that and take the time to slow down and do those things like for me one of my favorite things to do, Ben and I put music on and we dance around the pool. Very poorly, I might add, but we still do it and we laugh every single time. But every day that we do that, we have such a wonderful day, even if the rest of the day was wrought with stress and, and hardships at work and whatever it was, but that in that one moment, it made our day. That is outstanding. To be able to get to that moment when there is that sense of sanity, when there is that sense of it's worth it, where it's like I can really see things as they really are. It's not only important in terms of, yeah, let's do that today. I'm going to tell you this, the more you learn how to do it, because what it really is, what it really is, is a skill. It's a self-mastery. And the more you build that skill, practice that skill, that self-mastery, I promise you, the more you'll be able to bring it into all areas of your life, even when times are really horribly hard and terrible, you'll still be able to bring it in there. Yes, and that brings me to, to the last tip of the day. Yeah. At the end of every day, I like to call it the groundhog reflection, <laughs> the groundhog day reflection. You know, Just take a moment to reflect if you had to start this day over. What brought you joy and what would you do? What would you do more of? What brought you love? And what would you, how would you bring more of that into your life? 
and you know, really having that moment of reflection on what really matters to you. And you might have to try some things. Like, oh, I suck at meditation. I'm really not good at it. It's more for me about listening to music than it is about true sense of meditation. Um, but some people are really good at that. And so what, you know, at the end of the day, just reflect back. Did I do my three things to bring me joy? How did that make me feel? And how can I bring more of that into my life tomorrow? And I would add one other thing. Give yourself permission to accept it. Give yourself permission to soak it up. Give yourself permission that it's okay that you had some great things happen today. In other words, give yourself permission that you're worth it. You deserve it. It's all, it's all right. You're all right. Because lots of times what we do is we scurry that away. Oh, well, there was this, there was that, there was all that kind of stuff. And I'm telling you this, it's very simple. The brain works in some ways, just very, very simple, simple ways. If you take all the good that you did that day, whatever it is, it was a lot or medium amount or even a small bit, and you dismiss it like it was no big deal that it really didn't mean anything, what you've actually done is you've dismissed not only what you did, you've dismissed yourself. Remember, without you, there is no your life. Yeah, that you, is so true. You, you are what makes your life. And if you make your life hell or you make it worthwhile and wonderful either way you're there the commonality is you so look at yourself as somebody who's worth taking care of somebody who's worth loving somebody who is worth you know encouraging if you don't do that nobody else can do it no matter if you had a, you had an army of a thousand people doing that you still deflect it you still dismiss it you still discount it disregard it it's like you Let's give our, our listeners permission. Michael and Danielle give you permission today to go forth and do at least three things that will bring you joy. And we give you permission to enjoy life to its fullest. Absolutely. So Michael, what's our, what's our next question um, that we're going to be talking about next week? I believe it is, and this was a kind of a funny one, it was uh, sent in by a gentleman, and it's, what the heck should my goals be? And we're going to be talking about that. I love that. What the heck should my goals be? So we'll be talking about that next week. All right, let's do it. <laughs>